You're listening to My HR Buzz, brought to you by My HR Concierge. Hosted by Chris Cooley, we'll bring you various topics and guests to shed light on the often confusing world of HR and also employee screening. We'll be putting the human in human resources. I want to thank you for joining us today on My HR Buzz the podcast. I do want to remind you, you can find us at all of the typical podcast locations such as iTunes, and we do encourage you to hit that subscribe button just to make sure that uh, you always have the most up-to-date podcast and the most up-to-date information. There's so many things changing right now. Uh, you know, it's always good to uh, to make sure that you're always updated on on the different things that are happening in the HR world. Um, and today, what I wanted to talk about is the the COVID nineteen OSHA emergency temporary standard that was issued on uh, November the fifth. And particularly what I wanted to do today is do a deep dive into um, who has to comply with this. Uh, I know we've done a podcast earlier that talked about more of a high-level summary, but now maybe we get a little more into the details and maybe some of the different scenarios that that we hear questions about from employers, uh, just to kind of get a little more granular to to help um, help employers understand exactly who has to comply. Uh, this um, Emergency, emergency Temporary Standard, or ETS, you'll hear me say ETS a good bit, and that's what it what it's, uh, relates to, primarily relates to employers that have over a, have 100 or more employees. So then the question is, what constitutes 100 employees? Uh, first of all, what I will say is it's all employees. You basically count all of your employees, right, full-time and part-time. From a part-time perspective, this isn't a full-time equivalent or anything like that that you a lot of times you'll see. What this is is if, if you have one part-time and one full-time, that's two total. You don't take a pro rata of how much that part-time person is actually working. Uh, so it is a, um, it, a part-time employee is a, it does count as one employee in the count. Also, um, you know, some other questions that have come up is, is this based on a location, right? So if my company has five locations, do I count it by location or do I count it in, in total by the total employee? And it is by total employees of the whole company. So it's not designated by location. It is by the whole company. It's a great time to ensure that your business is protected from new policies and regulations by updating your employee handbook. By updating or amending your business's employee handbook, you can protect your business from major legal risk. My HR concierge can review your handbook or create a new one, ensuring that you maintain proper compliance. Their new ongoing handbook monitoring service will even keep you compliant year after year. Visit www.myhrconcierge today. The other thing that, that we hear, we've had a lot of questions about is, well, I have a lot of independent contractors that come that, that I work with. Are they included in that count? And no, independent contractors are not included in that count. So if you have uh, if you do have independent contractors, you don't include that in how you're when you're determining if you have a hundred or more. 
Um, also, uh, we work with a good many franchises. And so the question is, I own a franchise. Um, I have 50 employees. However, the franchisor has, maybe they have 400 employees. Do we have to add those two together to determine my total employee count? And that, that answer is no. Um, for, the, for the most part, if you are a franchisee, um, you and you and, and there is no co-employment, if you if you will, then you only count your franchisee employees. So that's another very common question that we're getting. Um, another question that we have is, what about staffing? So I have a, a a company and we do a lot of staffing. We bring in a lot of people from staffing agencies. Um, and do I have to count them in my count? And the answer is no. Uh, the staffing agency will count them in their determination of whether they have 100 or more employees. And then also, um, and I touched this a little bit on the, on the earlier podcast, is what about temporary and seasonal workers? So maybe this is an issue where you're ramping up for the holidays, right? A lot of times people... Obviously, um, the holidays is a big time. Retail groups, they're ramping up um, and they, they get over that 100 threshold, but then they're quickly, quickly up under it after the holidays. So essentially the way that works is if you have 100 employees on November the 5th, whether they're temporary, seasonal, full-time, part-time, whatever that may be, then you have to comply with the with the ETS throughout its throughout the whole um, as long as it is in force. So yes, if if you have a hundred even on November fifth, and then maybe you go down to ninety on, we'll just say December the fifth, you still have to comply with the ETS as long as it's in effect. The other thing um, there is well, what do I do if I don't have a hundred employees on November the 5th and my, but what I'll do is I'm going to start ramping up in December for the, for the Christmas rush. If you go above a hundred during, while this ETS is in effect, then you then have to comply. So if you have 80 on November the 5th, but you own, but you get up to a hundred on December the 5th, you still have to comply. So I know that will be a big thing specifically now as we're as we're in this holiday um, holiday uh, season uh, as we're recording this podcast. Another question uh, that we've been getting is vaccination status. So do I have to count my employees that are vaccinated? Um, I know a lot of times, you know, a lot of things that we've heard is, you know, this is really to, you know, the impetus for this ETS is to get people vaccinated. That's really what what what's going on and what they're trying to do. And so with that, if my employees are already vaccinated, do I have to count them to see if I have to comply with this 100 rule? And the answer is yes. So just because someone is is vaccinated does not mean that they're not counted. So you're going to count your employees regardless of whether they're vaccinated or not. So then we talk about, well, what about employees that are Maybe they're not, uh, they work remote, they work at home. Do I have to count them? They're not, you know, they're not at risk. They're not putting other employees at risk. Um, so what do we do in that scenario? 
Um, if they are, uh, if you have employees that work at home and they, they are still counted in that 100, it doesn't matter. Again, if they are a full-time or part-time employee, regardless of where they're working, as long as they're working in the United States, you have to count them. Now, what I will say is if they work from home, um, they are excluded from the requirements to be tested. If they're, if they're not vaccinated, they are excluded from the requirements to be tested uh, and wear the face coverings. Now, that's if they truly are working at home. That doesn't mean that they, they work at home three days a week and the other two days they're working uh, in the office. But if they truly are remote, they're working at home, um, while they're counted in the 100, they're excluded from the requirements of the testing and the face masks. Um, also, um, if you have employees that are uh, that work outside, again, these these employees are not uh, typically around other employees. Um, maybe an example is a forester who is not going into the office. They're going out. They're working individually every day. They're not riding in a truck with other employees. Those kind of things. Did they have to be counted? The answer is yes. Again, it's that common theme. If they're an employee, uh, what regardless of full-time, part-time status, they're going to be counted in that 100. Um, but again, if they do exclusively, exclusively work outdoors, they are going to be excluded from the testing and the face masks if they are not vaccinated. Um, so, and then in addition, um, you know, some other questions are um, that relate to, you know, multi-employer work sites. Um, I, I'm a construction company and I'm working on a work site and there are 400 people on that work site. Do I have to count all 400 people? And the answer is no. Uh, again, you only count your employees. Um, now, what you would do, obviously, is if you have multiple work sites, you would count your employees at each of those work sites. Um, but you're not responsible for, for for other companies' employees as it relates to this 100-employee minimum. So, again, we've gotten a lot of questions about that. There are some intricacies to it and to the calculation, um, but we wanted to kind of do a, a, a deeper dive versus the kind of the overall summary that we did just to make sure that, um, you know, to give you a little more information. Uh, if you do have questions, you know, feel free to contact us. Um, numbers 855-538-6947. Uh, and again, we do encourage you to um, go to our blog. We have a ton of information on our blog and we're adding it, you know, multiple times a day to keep up with what's going on. That blog is myhrbuzz.com. Um, go there. It has great information. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you're keeping up and getting the, the latest information as well. Um, and what we'll do is as we go through this process, we'll continue to bring information that uh, on different areas of this ETS to really kind of dive in and do deep dives on the different areas as well. Appreciate you listening today. Um, again, please reach out. You can reach us at 855-538-6947. My extension is 108. You can email us at podcast at myhrbuzz.com. And, um, if you do have a need, please reach out. We certainly have a lot of different services and a lot of different uh, ways that we help employers and would love to help you with this as well. 
And until next time, I look forward to, um, to speaking to you again. Thank you.